You're listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad you could join us today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome, everybody, to uh, this week's episode of the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and this is for uh, Wednesday, August 23rd, uh, 2023. I wanted to do something cool for, for this week's episode. So last week, uh, if you were listening, I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming a number of you were, you got to hear my conversation with uh, good friends from, from Temple City. Uh, Jeff Haskins, uh, Derek Dupre, Tad and Nick Turner. It was really cool reminiscing uh, with good friends that I knew from that era. So I kind of wanted to keep it going a little bit. So this week, we're gonna, I'm going to be speaking with Carlos Garcia, who actually is a couple years older than me. He, he would be from the generation group of my older brother, Fernando, and Tad, who was on the podcast last week. So I get to talk to Carlos, and it was kind of cool to run into him randomly at a, a wedding reception because he's quite the accomplished DJ. And as it turns out, uh, my wife was planning a wedding for one of her uh, closest friend's daughter. And Carlos happened to be hired, hired as a DJ for that wedding. So it was pretty cool just to randomly see him at a wedding that I was helping my wife put on. And I got to talk to him for a little bit, but I really wanted to dive deeper, you know, talk about his DJing career, talk sports, uh, things like of that nature. So I was grateful that Carlos was able to give me some of his time and we get to have a fun conversation. So it, it's always great to, to reminisce with old familiar faces and Carlos was an excellent guest. So I'm grateful to have him on. He's an amazing, awesome DJ. So I want to plug him in again. If you're looking for a DJ, look to hire Carlos Garcia. He's really, really good. Uh, and I hope all my family and friends uh, survived uh, Hurricane Hillary and hopefully everyone came out of it okay, no problems. And and yeah, yeah. So enjoy the rest of your summer and please enjoy my conversation with Carlos Garcia. But joining me tonight on the Casting for Fun podcast is Carlos Garcia. Carlos, how are you tonight? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for, for indulging me in this hobby of mine. I think it's actually kind of fun. Like, it, it's nice just to catch up with friends and family. And the podcast is the perfect excuse to to contact people and say, hey, let's just sit down and talk about things that are funny and interesting to us. Oh, that's cool. That's a nice idea. Oh, cool, man. Cool. So it was. It's. I'm anxious to hear about your DJing career. It was actually a pleasant surprise to me to, to see you at the, the, the Kelly wedding back in May. In fact, I mean, my wife, you know, who's good friends with the Kellys, uh, was their wedding planner, helping them organize things. And she was telling me about the DJs that, that Kelly's were going to hire. And then I show up and it's you. I, I was a pleasant surprise. I didn't know you were going to be there. Yes, yes. So my my road started in uh, 2007, 2006. My interest, well, my official interest in working and striving to be. So in 2007, I pretty much became a DJ. And then from there, uh, you know, I've been putting in work. Oh, very cool. What was it that, that uh, sparked your interest about DJing? Uh, because actually I DJed a little bit too, but not professional like you. I was actually like an amateur, like a church church dance DJ. Oh, nice. <laughs> Funny that you say that. So um, so back in high school, of all things, you know, uh, at Temple City High, they had uh, like Friday night house parties in the 90s, early 90s. And so one of my buddies was a DJ. And after a while, I just became mesmerized by the control he had with his music selection. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately I was too, too quiet to, uh, to like ask him for help. You know what I mean? Like I was just, I, I just watched. I didn't like, Hey, say, what's up? Can, can you teach me how to DJ? Uh -huh. um, so that, 
that interest kind of went away, you know, and then around 2004, I want to say, I met a, a, another member, right? Uh, he, was a, he was a DJ. Uh, I started going to his dances and uh, like the young, uh, young single adults dances. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> so then I was like, well, I, somehow that, that interest came back in me, like it just sparked. And I, I started helping him out, right? I started like going to his house and messing with his uh, equipment. Uh, going early to his uh, events to help set up and break down and just kind of watch, right? And learn for those first couple of years. Kind of like a statistic. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So, and so since then, you've actually grown to start your own business, right? Because technically you're doing it on your own. Yeah. So now I am doing it on my own. I have been doing it on my own from the beginning. Uh, I didn't have, for the longest time, I didn't have any uh, direction. Mm-hmm. Meaning like I was just freelancing, uh, just doing any event that came my way. So I would be doing a house party or a quinceanera, uh, weddings, um, any event that's, you know, whenever someone looked you up on Yelp or Craigslist, right? Yeah. And it wasn't until recently, I want to say 2017, 2018, I wasn't happy with my, the direction I was going with my DJ career. Right? I wanted to have a focus. And I decided to focus on weddings. And so I put my energy into that. And uh, yeah, I made it more, more professional, right? Learned how to make Instagram work for me uh, using ads and marketing. And then, yeah, and then, you know, striving to, to learn more. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So the, uh, I would imagine weddings are a huge uh, get for you because, I mean, everyone's getting married eventually. So it just yeah. seems like there's, there's steady work. Is that right? Uh, yes and no, right? Because you got to put yourself out there, right? You got to let people know. And since I'm depending more on nowadays, I'm um, relying on Instagram, word of mouth, right? Referrals from other wedding uh, um, vendors, right? Like like a coordinator or a florist, right? They'll recommend me. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know get the referrals from the friends or the families or people? For instance, today someone booked me a booked a wedding for me for next year. Uh, it appears I DJ a house party like more than four or five years ago and they still remembered me right like i left that lasting impression and they said well whenever we get married we want him to be the dj and sure enough in 2024 i'll be djing their wedding oh awesome very cool well i definitely want to give you my endorsement too because again it was uh i, I was there at the, the kelly wedding working uh that basically doing whatever my wife told me to do but i, I was still <laughs> just kind of catching some of the party it seemed like everybody was having a really great time and i think you have some good mic skills like you're able to communicate and get the crowd going uh and even like that that joke is just funny to me like when you're doing the the bouquet da- uh throw and yes. you say to the, the women hey who wants to do over come, come <laughs> catch the bouquet yes. so uh yeah, yeah, sorry, go, go ahead, ahead. Uh, I, I was gonna say i was gonna jump in it's funny that you mentioned about my mic skills that took a while uh, Mm-hmm. Not that I'm an introvert or quiet, but I didn't like the way how I sounded on the microphone, right? Because when you go on the mic, you can hear the speak, you know, your your speakers, you hear your voice, and I was always self conscious, right? And uh, it's kind of tough, right? Because you you're out there in front of everybody, and then you're asking them to take their seat or pay attention, and more than half the time they're not, right? They're talking, they're catching up, they're you know, which is natural. So sometimes you get a little anxious, right? And, and uh, early on, I would ask the couple, "Be hey." Um, if you know anyone that has a good voice that wants to MC, you know, they're welcome to MC, right? Or I, I would try to make some excuse like that. I also didn't have a good microphone, right? I did. Uh, DJing is, uh, it's more than just playing music, obviously, right? You got the production level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to learn how to 
uh, handle volume levels, especially on the microphone. So that took me a very long time to master. Oh, I can definitely attest that you're really, really good. So I definitely want to give a shout out to, to your business. So where can people find you on Instagram if anyone's looking to hire a DJ? Yeah, so it's DJ underscore Silos. That's C-E-E-L-O-S. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, so Carlos, I've known for, for many years I and mean, his parents are good friends of my parents. I can definitely attest that he's uh, an excellent DJ. He comes from a great family. So you, you'll definitely be very happy if you hire Carlos for, for an event. Thank you. Appreciate okay. That. So, uh, so you, you mentioned you do weddings, you've done house parties, quinceaneras, other events too. So, I mean, it's been cool following you on Instagram, seeing your, your, uh, exploits and your, your jobs and gigs you've taken on. Is there any particular party you really enjoy? I mean, are weddings your favorite now or? Um, currently weddings are my favorite because they also pay the most right? (laughs) command. And, uh, in fact, I am doing a price hike for next year and I'm, you know, testing it out so far. It's, it's, uh, I've got a couple people, but I've also got a couple people that said no. And it's, it's just about knowing your value, right? Like if I feel I'm worth this much, then I'm going to stick to, to that price line for a bit. Um, but, uh, Honestly, almost every party I've done. So I've done a lot of parties, right? Obviously like house parties, backyard parties where I'm there six to eight hours where I got the apartment next door bumping and, you know, I see them dancing even though they're not part of the party, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been able to travel, right? I, I've been to Alaska, Seattle, DC, all because of DJing. Uh, I've done festivals as well. Um, to be clear about that, there were bachata salsa festivals like Latin that were uh, in hotels, right? At the, in their grand ballroom. So uh, yeah, you think of an event, I've done it, and but now I'm focused more on weddings slash quinceanera sweet 16 because, uh, yeah, I'm able to command more for, for my time. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So do you have any cool stories there? Well, what's been some of your favorite experiences since you took on uh, this profession? Um, I, I got a cool story, actually. So um, during COVID, right, uh, they had opened up and I get a I get a message through Instagram from another DJ, an Orange County DJ. We've never met, but, you know, we interacted. Uh, and you can ask me about that, right, about social interaction online, the importance of that later. But uh, so he reaches out to me. It's, he, he got COVID. He's looking for a DJ to cover him. He, he hits me up and I say, yeah, yeah, I'm actually available. And it turned out it was in San Clemente. And I had seven to eight days to prepare for this wedding, right? And uh, the bride was like, she heard, she heard me out. Uh, I was actually even charging more than what the, her original DJ was. She had no problem with that. Drove down to San Clemente. Uh, I was actually having car problems at that time. So I took my mom's, well, not my mom, excuse me, my wife's van, which uh, was a- was able to fit all my equipment. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we rocked out. We had a great time, a great party. She Right away, she sent uh, two reviews, uh, one on Yelp and, and just uh, shared her joy that, you know, I made the party. Like she even said that she was actually glad that she hired me instead of the of the other dj actually you know fulfilling his part but uh yeah that was that was a great time oh awesome that's a really cool story i'm glad that you're able to get the the job obviously i mean when yeah. you're charging more than the previous uh dj sometimes people may say no nah, maybe the other guys may be better but yes uh, yeah, that's a, a really cool experience for you yeah i've had some crazy experiences too like, for instance um they've been uh bikes at weddings oh wow <laughs> uh, i've had to shut down two of them i believe uh yeah yeah it was like the groom groom was trying to break it up and it was a backyard uh big old wedding though but it was in the backyard and it was late in the night and 
the macho ego got in the way and actually you know there were, you know people screaming so i just turned off the music and packed up and went so yeah i've, we, I've had a few fights obviously we've had some great times right uh you know the greatest part sometimes is just hearing the love stories right uh mm-hmm. every every time i do a wedding i'm able to hear their you know how they met some of the romantic stuff they did some of their trials and tribulations as well and it's it's great it's great to hear that love story right and then they get everybody you know because when, when you're a dj you're basically a chef and they give you a bunch of pieces to the recipe and then you have to make something great and uh if it's, you know, depending on the, the crowd, you know, if it's, you know, do I have to play Spanish music? Do I have to play Arabic music? You know, I played, Ar- I've done Armenian weddings as well. So, you know, a little of everything and you just have to know your music, right? Basically what they call an open format where you're you're able to play any genre, any, uh, any decade. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I did do DJing briefly for, for our church, doing like a youth dances, it was kind of uh, interesting how you brought up about the, being able to control the party or basically set the vibe for the party. And basically you're, you're the party. I mean, without the DJ, there's no party. Uh, and I remember back then, like a bunch of us were always just kind of like, you know what? They don't play enough slow dances. Like we, we need more slow songs yeah. in order to be girls, you know, like they're playing, playing at most, maybe like four or five over the course of like a three hour dance. So when we started DJing, we would do like, you know, the back-to-back slow songs or like make sure that we're doing, uh, three three fast songs to every one or two slow songs just to like you know build it up that way yeah. because we wanted people to to meet each other and i mean for us that's what we wanted to do we wanted to meet girls and get the chance to talk to them and that was the perfect opportunity to do it yeah yeah it's important to discover that ratio right you yeah. discovered and and also as dj you have to kind of and in, in, in any profession you have to swallow your ego sometimes right you may have done this 10 times and done 10 out of times but yeah 11 times you may actually learn some something from a total stranger, right? Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you know, oh, that song request works and it worked really good. Let me try it again at my next party. And so you have to be willing to learn, right? And so that's very important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's great to see that you were able to pick up this hobby and then turn it into an actual profession. I mean, when, yes. when me, myself and some of the other Temple City guys, like when we did it, it was really just for fun. Uh, I don't think any of us per we're going to be looking to do that professionally, but good for you. I'm grateful you're enjoying it and doing well. Thank you. Thank very you. cool. Very cool. Uh, was there anything else from DJing that you wanted to bring up or discuss? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things, uh, you know, like since I'm going to use obviously DJ as my subject, but once you want to learn something, right. And since we have social media at our hands and the internet as well, you know, you just dive in, you go in and just soak up all the information you can try to find other people you know in your profession your, your and uh and you know be social right don't be afraid to be social uh that's what social media is i know sometimes people aren't as socially active right they're more lurkers right they're just watching your feed they may not even put a like but uh, i started early on reaching out to djs and some would respond back and we started developing friendships others just kept it you know minimal and i just kept it like that right and, you know i use youtube as a tool to learn there's a lot of great djs especially wedding djs that are uh you know sharing their knowledge and that's what you want to do right you know you want to gather their knowledge and put a twist on it and make it yours 
Oh, awesome. Very cool. Very cool. And actually, I did have one more question. That's actually yeah. a question that my wife wanted me to ask because she heard that I was going to be talking to you today. Yeah. Again, she was very impressed with your skills as well. So, I mean, you made her, her job easier as far as like being like the wedding planner for the Kelly wedding. But yes. uh, what she wanted to know was from the point of view or perspective of like someone who's hiring a DJ, what would you think that they should know first as far as like selecting a DJ or how, how does the process work as far as like booking someone, say like yourself? Um, yeah, you, you should, you should look for multiple DJs, right? Try not to let price be the, the, the breaking point for you, right? Don't, don't hire on, on price. And the reason I say that is because people still buy Louis Vuitton purses. They drive Teslas. They'll get that steak dinner, right? From a very you know expensive steakhouse. Um, so people are willing to spend, but the reason why they're willing to spend is because those places, uh, show value. And they should return, right? And and that's what people want. So if you're able to uh, show your worth, uh, people will find you, right? You're gonna find the right clients. And you, your circle may get smaller, right? But uh, there's more value to it. And then it, it just seems to like snowball, right? Uh, you get more clients like them. Um, there's another term I use, like low hanging fruit, right? Like I, I don't want the low hanging fruit ones. I want the fruit that's high up, right? Uh, near the top. Uh, because there are people willing to spend, right? And it's just finding your avenue, right? Your lane to the top. Oh, absolutely. Very cool. That's good. Uh, definitely good advice. And again, uh, my highest possible recommendation for those who are potentially looking for a DJ, hit up uh, Carlos Garcia. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then also you, you want to hear their skills, right? Like the music. Mm -hmm. uh, DJs will have YouTube channels. Uh, they'll have what SoundCloud or MixCloud where they record their mixes. Obviously, you want to, since Instagram is a very great tool, you know, you want to check out their work, their stories uh, that can. I've gotten a lot of uh, bookings just that way by people sharing my page. They saw what they liked and they end up reaching out. So uh, if you see your Instagram as a portfolio and make it that way, uh, you can find your client. Right. And you just got to put in the work, too. Awesome. Very good. OK. Uh, are you ready for some Dodger talk? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay, well, I definitely want to talk some Dodgers with you because, again, every time I hear someone's a fan, it's, oh, absolutely, we need to talk some Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> so so the team's looking great. I mean, uh, I think the record's 14-1 uh, and one since the trade deadline. I, I didn't yeah. see if they won tonight. I was about to check myself to see if they won. I think they they were winning. Let's let's check right now. Uh, it shows 1-0 final. Oh, very cool. Very so, good. Very yeah. good. So, so it's been an amazing season so far. I mean, we don't want to, you know, count our chickens for their hats. I mean, we know what happened last year, but, but things I think are looking really, really good for the team, I think. And then it, it's nice that uh, at the deadline, they were able to make some acquisitions such as getting back familiar faces like Kiki Hernandez and uh, Joe Kelly and then other contributors as well. Uh, how do you think the team's looking thus far? Uh, I'll be honest. I knew they were going to do good. I didn't know they were going to be this good because I knew the giants were, were stacked from a couple of years ago. Obviously the Padres had momentum from last year. Mm -hmm. uh, they made some big acquisitions as well, you know, with Xander Bogarts and, uh, you know, obviously more pitching, frontline pitching. And so it's kind of surprising to see that uh, that the Giants and the Padres especially have flatlined, the Padres most likely. But uh, and then the Diamondbacks were an early surprise. And I was like, whoa, that caught me off guard right there in first place. And the Dodgers are kind of just chilling in second place. I know the fans were a little anxious about that early on, but uh, it's great to see that turnaround. The Dodgers are just blue by, blue by excuse me blue by everybody oh absolutely yeah yeah and uh, have you had a chance to to visit the stadium since they've done their renovations 
Yes, I actually did. We went for the Dodgers Yankees game. Uh, I wasn't, I want to say I was prepared, but also unprepared for how fast the, the, the game moved. Like it just, uh, it was a little tough taking my family, you know, being there with my family, right? Because the kids need their attention and their interest on the game is, you know, minimal. Mm-hmm. So I have to keep them active, but it just seemed like the game flew by. Like I was like, whoa, it's almost time. Like the game's almost over. I feel like we just got there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, two things about that that I wanted to ask you about. So, yes, obviously you're, you're a father as well. And we we're bringing kids to the, the stadium. It kind of seems like with the renovations they've done, it's kind of more family friendly, which I guess could be a good thing and a bad thing in the sense that you you want the kids to be entertained. So you take them to the play area. But at the same time, if they're too entertained then they want to stay there and then you don't go back to your seat and you're missing the game. <laughs> yeah. So I, I remember when I told my wife, just get the cheapest tickets because we're not going to be, I, I guarantee we're not going to stay in the seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the whole game. And sure enough, you know, we were in that family area in two different parts up top and then down below behind center field. Yeah. And I do, I do love, I've been to the uh, the stadium last year as well. And I like the, the, the fact that now they, they just let you roam free. Right. And, and there's so many great you know, places to eat, to visit, to hang out. Uh, yeah. They, they did a really good job with, uh, with Dodger stadium. So it's obviously being a Dodger fan, it's one of my favorite stadiums to visit. Mm, absolutely yeah yeah and so that's what i was gonna ask was, was it a good experience for your family especially your kids who i believe are kind of on the younger side right yeah yeah it was a good experience uh, they know that i'm a big dodger fan they have their dodger gear and so yeah they're they're excited they're they're down the path to uh, dodger fandom awesome as, as a good father should <laughs> yes, yeah. very cool very cool and then so the other question i wanted to ask i've had a chance to ask some of our mutual friends about this so you know uh nick turner and marcelo Ambrise, and i even asked jeff haskins do you like the the rule change with uh the the pit, pitch clock as far as like speeding up the game or did you prefer the way it was before actually i don't mind it because it, they were getting a little exaggerated with uh, the amount of stoppage and if mm-hmm. the batter didn't have his right foot in uh, you know, his right position in, he would stop it and stop it and, you know, step out constantly asking for time and pitchers, you know, I mean, there's so, only so many signs, you know, there's only so many pitches they know how to throw, like pick one, let's go. Uh, so yes, I, I actually do like it. I, I do think it's going to make, make it easier to watch on, especially for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, it would, it would definitely suck though. Like if the Dodgers were to lose on a, you know, on a pitch viola- violation or a batter, you know, violation where they weren't in place and that was the final out and there was runners on base, you know what I mean? Game seven. So that, that would be extremely disappointed to, uh, I would be extremely disappointed to lose like that. So, but yeah, other than that, I do like it. Okay, cool. Very really cool. It's nice to get your, your take on that. Uh, but yeah, the team's looking good. I mean, as I mentioned before, we don't want to count our chickens for their hatch, but I mean, it's me, it just seems like it's, it's in the bag that they're going to win the, the National League West. And I'm hoping that this year they'll be able to make a, a deep run into the playoffs. Yeah, it looks like Atlanta is their, their, uh, their contender in the National League West. I mean, they're strong. They got a lot of swag. Uh, so I do think that the Dodgers and the Braves will face each other, you know, in the, in the Western uh, finals, whatever they call it. And then uh, hopefully face the Rangers so we can exact a little, uh, you know, revenge on the Corey Seager for leaving. <laughs> Actually, that was one of the questions I was going to ask too. It's, I mean, yes, uh, we've gotten some uh, recent additions that are great, but we've also lost some, some great players too. Like Trey Turner was one of my favorites that we lost. Is there anyone else you'd like to see back possibly? If we could uh, get back? I could get, I, I did like Trey Turner, but I understand that 
he wanted to be in the East Coast, so mm-hmm. that wasn't such a big blow. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, I'm trying to think who. Maybe you could throw out a few names, but uh, I, I'm I'm actually glad Kike is back. I really enjoyed watching Kike play. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice to have Justin Turner, but uh, I do feel like with uh, Martinez, JD Martinez, he's definitely an upgrade. He's a little bit more healthier, and he really smacks that ball. So he's I, I definitely consider that an upgrade in the DH area. Oh, okay, very good, very good. Uh, was there anything else from the Dodgers that you wanted to discuss or bring up? Um. No, no, I don't like, I can't think of anything right now, but you know, they, they have done a, a, a great job these last 10 years, right. Building something. It's been a little disappointing that uh, they fallen short a couple of times in the world series. Right. And, and uh, you know, a few other times in the, in the division series, but uh, you know, we're, we're enjoying and being spoiled. So all we can do is sit back and enjoy because if, you know, true, Do- true Dodger fans will remember those McCourt era, right. That the court teams at which it was just pitiful. And uh, we just never had a chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, actually, I did see a stat that I thought was kind of interesting. Was it yesterday or the day before? Maybe today it was that uh, the the Yankees and uh, the Cardinals are actually potentially going to finish the season with losing records. And if they do, technically, the Dodgers would have the longest active streak of have winning season. So you're, you're right in the sense that uh, the, the Dodgers maybe haven't they've, they've fallen short. I mean, you we wish they could have won more than one World Series during this time frame, but the fact that they're just constantly competitive year in and year out is a really great thing to see as a fan. Yeah, indeed. I, 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 I agree with that sentiment. Very cool. Very cool. So to close it out, actually, I wanted to talk a little of uh, uh, European soccer with you. Some AC Milan. Okay. So it was pretty cool following you on Instagram. Now I didn't know that you were a fan, which is really cool. Uh, I became a fan of the game serving my mission in Brazil. Uh, and oh. admittedly like Milan I wouldn't say that I'm a diehard Milan fan but anytime any of the Americans abroad are play, performing well and doing playing for these big European clubs it's got me really excited so the fact that Milan was able to sign Christian Pulisic and uh, Eunice Musa is really really exciting I think so how is uh, 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 Milan looking this year well yeah I mean I'm not a, a an AC Milan fan uh, I'm actually a Chelsea fan right I enjoy oh, watching- I'm, a, I'm sorry <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. But I, I, I'm going to follow them more because now they have Christian Pulisic and of course any American uh, overseas uh, in Europe or wherever they may be, you know, I like to, you know, follow, follow their progress, right? Because eventually uh, I am a, a U.S. national soccer team. I have been since 94. Uh, I want to say I got into Chelsea in the early 2000s. I have a coworker who was, uh, we would go have lunch and watch Champions League. All right. And it didn't matter the game. We would just, you know, meet up at a place wherever they were showing Champions League and watch as much as we could. So mm-hmm. uh, Chelsea was in there. There was a, uh, they were led by uh, Frank Lampard, right? Didier, Didier Drogba, Petr Cech, John Terry, some of those names, right? And Frank Lampard stuck out to me, right? He's, he's actually my favorite uh, player of all time. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah, and I'm also a big Cristiano Ronaldo fan too. So uh-huh. I, I follow his career in Madrid and then also with Juventus and even with United, right? I, I follow him wishing him success. But yeah, I'm a huge English Premier League fan. I enjoy watching the games, any game actually, and especially Chelsea. So I have plenty of jerseys and shirts to uh, to wear when, it's, when the season is on. Oh, okay. Very cool. Man. Very nice. Nice. Uh, so have you been following him in uh, playing for the, the Saudi league at all? No, I mean a little, maybe on Instagram. I'm, I'm not a fan of what these players are doing. I do understand they're getting one last uh, cash haul, right? Like uh, obviously the Saudi uh, league is 
flushed with money and uh, since there's no one stopping them they're able to offer as much as they want to lure these players over and these players aren't dummies right they've spent their careers training for this moment and why not walk out with one last lump of money mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah, that's true. That's I can see that. But at the same time, what I would just tell these big players is, I mean, hey, I mean, you want to uh, end your career on a good note, come come to Major League Soccer, come play in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's been success with those European. I mean, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, his, uh, his debut was mind-blowing, right? Those oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> especially that volley from from where, how many yards that was. I mean, that was, it blew my mind, right? I I definitely was a huge David Beckham fan. So when he was in, you know, in town with the Galaxy, I watched many games. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Landon Donovan was another one of my favorite players growing up. So watching him uh, perform was cool as well. So yeah, I, I would I would love to see them here in the MLS if they still got a high skill level, not just to come collect a a check and kind of sit on the lawn chair and get injured and you know not really do anything for a year or two. Yeah, that's true. There's been some players who have done that, unfortunately, with with uh, Major League Soccer. But then you have players like Messi, who's just absolutely tearing it up right now. It's just been a, a, a joy watching him play the short time that he's been playing yes. for Major League Soccer. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's it's great to see other players come as well because of, of the Messi effect. I'm pretty sure Busquet wouldn't have come and some of these other players. But, uh, yeah, it's nothing but positive. Um I'm looking forward to the future. I'm looking forward for the World Cup here in the United States, right? To be able to take my kids if possible and watch a game or two. And uh, because I remember in '94, it was it was an electric time. It really opened my eyes to the world of soccer that year. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I mean, I, I believe the uh, SoFi Stadium is going to get some of the games, right? Yeah, I believe SoFi will have a game or two, but yeah, there's, they spread it around uh, pretty good so for us to watch. And uh, yeah, it's exciting. Can't wait. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's going to be really, really fun. Really cool time. Uh, well, cool. That was all the talking points I had tonight, Carlos. Was there anything you wanted to bring up, whether it was DJing, Dodgers, soccer, or anything else that you wanted to discuss or bring up? Yeah, uh, I'll go back to the DJ stuff. So uh, with DJing, I've, lot, I've learned a lot about my inner self, right? Um the importance of mental wellness as well, right? Learning to uh, accept uh, a reject, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to use the word failure, but you know, people will, you'll get many doors closed, but if you can um, continue with that grind, that positive uh, outlook and realize that one door closed means another door open up and maybe even something more grand, right? And so you got to have a positive outlook, continue to uh, perfect your craft, uh, if you love it, it's not work. And I love DJing, right? Uh, mm -hmm. The only work part is setting up. It, it is a pain to set up and to tear down sometimes, you know, because after standing for so long, but uh, uh, it's great. I've, I've, I've met a lot of great people. I've been in a lot of places that give me access where as a guest, I probably wouldn't have been able to do, right? Like I said, I was able to travel. Uh, when I went to Alaska, that was amazing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I think it was Anchorage and I was able to, eat their food and, you know, just see the wildlife. That was, and it was paid for, right? I didn't have to pay anything out of my pocket. So, uh, yeah, I've created a lot of friends. So whatever field you're looking for, uh, I believe everyone has entrepreneurship in them, right? Uh, even if they're working a nine to five, someone, everyone has a passion. It's just a matter of fact of, you know, sitting down and developing it and uh, taking your lumps, right? Under understanding that uh, it's not a straight line to success. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you definitely have to put in the, the hard work, the dedication. And uh, but like you said, I mean, if, if you love it, then it's not work at all. So so, yeah, so I'm grateful. I'm excited to hear that it's been going so well for you and that you're doing well and your family's doing well. 
Um, was there anything else? Or are we good to wrap up tonight? Um, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I'll give you a short little uh, behind the scenes since I know. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she when she came up to me, I don't, I don't. Obviously, you know, she's probably done quite a bit, bit uh, LDS weddings. And she's probably thinking, well, okay, well, we'll see what we got with this DJ. But, you know, deep down, I knew I like, I got this, no problem. This, this is actually very simple. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I knew my, uh, it turned out, actually turned out to be a great party. I didn't know if I was going to get them to dance. I know, uh, uh, and, and you know this as well, Albert, that when there are activities within the, the LDS church, people like to leave early. Yeah. And, the you know either one to avoid breaking down or two just because they're tired right and they've they came they ate they saw what they wanted to see and but uh yeah people had a great time that night your your wife did an, uh, an amazing job easy to work with she let me you know do my thing which was always important right and uh yeah yeah and obviously the most important part was the wife and the groom enjoying themselves and the people that hired me Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're definitely right in the sense that you're uh, sometimes with LDS functions, people leave early. So that's a lot different from uh, a non LDS function. But uh, and then also you, you look at the crowd. I mean, I, I love the Temple City Ward people, but yes, a lot of people are getting older and probably want to yeah. go to bed. <laughs> but, yeah, so- but yeah, but you do have the younger crowd, too, because obviously your uh, <coughs> husband are younger, too. But uh, you got the party going and I think it was a success all the way around. I think it was a really well done event. And I'm grateful that uh, that I got to see you there and that, that you're doing oh, well. Good. Doing good. Yeah. It's good to catch up to you. I, you know, obviously, I don't know if I remember seeing your wife's last name or something they told me, but obviously she was quite surprised when you knew me. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, seeing Tad Turner there, he was, you know, it, it was good to catch up with him. Mm-hmm. I, I saw anybody else that I haven't seen in a while, but, you know, it's also, you know, my family was there, my mom. So, yeah. Uh, Maybe once, I'll, I'll say once a year tops, my family gets to be where I'm at, right? Like they're invited to the wedding or to the quinceanera and, and I'm yeah. DJing, right? So it's kind of cool, right? They get to see me in action and working and and these are little um, memories that they'll have growing up of remembering their daddy uh, being a DJ. Well, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, cool. Well, if there's nothing else for tonight, we'll go ahead and wrap up. But uh, Carlos, thank you for giving me your time tonight. This was really fun to talk about DJing, talk about the Dodgers, talk about soccer. Uh, so wishing you all the best in your your career and that you continue to uh, travel and get to do really cool events locally and abroad uh, throughout the whole country and that your family's doing well as well. All right. Well, uh, Albert, I appreciate this forum, this opportunity. I mean, this is my first time anyone had any interest in learning about my story. So uh <laughs> Thanks, Albert. I appreciate this. Oh, you're you're welcome. And again, th- thank you for giving me your time. And then one, one last time, what was your uh, Instagram handle? Yeah, so they can find me on DJ underscore Celos. That's C-E-E-L-O-S. They can also find me at djcelos.com uh, at my website. And yeah, and they can contact me there for more information. Awesome. Okay, well, thanks, Carlos. And uh, thank you to the listeners. You've been listening to the Casting for Fun podcast. Thank you. Thank you.